general thing about grades. They have to find you. Okay, besties, welcome back to another episode of Legally Couture. It is just Erin here alone today, no guests this week. I'm just here to give you some life updates, law school updates, and New York City updates and thoughts now that I've been living here for six months. First off, I want to say it's insane that I've been living here for six months. Second off, yes, I sound ill. No, it's not COVID. I already did a got a negative test. Um, I believe it is my allergies acting up because I did a deep clean yesterday and there was dust everywhere. I'm allergic to dust. And then I also have non-allergic rhinitis, which means my sinuses are like affected by the rain a lot. Um, and it's the weather's and not just the rain, the weather in general. And the weather's been all over the place the past like week or so. Um, and it was raining today. It's like, I'm so clogged up. Um, I have my sinuses are just so stuffy. So I do sound ill. I generally feel fine. I just can't stop sneezing. So that's why I sound like this. But let's see if I can make my voice sound less sick if I like try really hard. I don't know if it's going to work, but I'll try. <laughs> okay, but I want to start with law school updates. Um... Also, this is, like, such a chill episode. It's going to be so chill. It's just me, like, kind of chatting for, like, 20, 30 minutes about life updates and all that fun stuff and things that I have coming soon because it's just me, like, chilling on my bed in my slippers and my bathrobe and Lorelai's laying at my feet. Oh, my goodness. I feel like I'm going to sneeze, but I'm going to hold him for you guys. So I'll sneeze into the mic. Anyway, so, law school update. (laughs) Yes, I, I did sneeze. I told you I was going to sneeze. Anyway, law school updates. So, finished my first semester because I haven't done an episode that was like just me I've just had guests on since finals have ended and everything um well since finals ended and I got my grades back now so I want to give you guys an update on that um so I did get grades that I'm mostly happy with the first semester I could have been happier with slightly better grades at least one of the classes but um, one of them I did much better, actually, than I thought I was going to. In civil procedure, I actually got an A-, and I didn't understand that test leading up to, like, two days before the test. So that was very, very exciting for me. It just, like, all clicked in my head a couple days before, and I was like, I can do this test. I got an A-, minus. I didn't expect that. I thought, like, maybe a max of a B+. Plus. So I'm very excited about that. So that, um, that held my GPA strong, since that's the highest... Um, that was the highest weighted class we had that first semester. So I'm going into second semester with a 3.303 GPA, which I feel like is decent and we can work with that. Um, we didn't dip below a three. We're not even at the like bottom, bottom three. We're like 3.3. We're almost at 3.5 basically. So I think we can get there. Um, so this semester, hoping for good, good, good grades again. But um, also, now that I've done first semester with these law school updates, I'm going to give you some tips that I have for what worked for studying for me and what didn't. So um, it's like what I've learned from first semester now from trial and error. So what I'll be doing this semester to succeed more. So one of the things I tried was waiting to outline until a couple weeks before the test. Do not recommend. You can do it. Um, then you'll definitely want to find an outline um, 
excuse my sniffling, that someone else has made and you can kind of like fill it in. So I did end up doing that with one of my tests and it did make for a really good outline. So that's something you might want to do anyway, but something you want to do ahead of time. So you can get outlines from past students that you might know that are above you in the school or that have graduated from the school. Or you can look into outline banks that like clubs and groups that you're a part of might have. Um, so definitely do that. That's super helpful. And then you can also then use those outlines, excuse me, to create your own outline. So you kind of use their outline as an outline. So the ones that I used um, to fill in was that I found one that was actually more on the sparse side. So like maybe it just had the basics and then I would go in and fill in the details of what I have from my notes from class. So that way I have like the basics from them of what I needed to know for the test because they've done it before. Um, and they also took the class before, so the basics are the same, and then filled in the specific case examples and stuff that we did specifically in my class, because those can vary year to year, but the topics generally stay the same. Of course, like, compare, make sure that your syllabus has the same topics as the things on their outline and all of that, um, but so that's a tip that I didn't, um, take advantage of, I would say, until the end of the semester, so that's something I would def- definitely recommend earlier in the semester. Look into outline banks and all that jazz to get yourself some material to work with before you even start your own outline. Now, um, I do prefer making my own outline, I would say. Um, but some people don't like to start from scratch. But I like to start from scratch, so when I have time, I like to do that. So this semester, I'm making the bright choice to start my outlining ahead of time. So I already have... One of them started, and then two of them, I've been, like, typing the notes for those classes basically most of the semester, so I'm going to transfer those into outlines. Hopefully this weekend is my goal to start outlines on those, and that way I can just update my outlines every week or two as the semester goes on so that it's not such a big, like, time crunch near the end. The time crunch near the end, I feel like, did help me to review everything, but so that's why um, I'm making flashcards to this semester so I can kind of review as the semester goes more easily because reading through an outline itself can be kind of boring. But if you have flashcards about the major topics, that kind of helps you do that little bit of review um, that you would be getting by making the outline. So you can make the outline and then have the flashcards for after the outline is made to kind of review just those major topics and keywords that you might not remember. Um, So I like keep a a list right now or not a list sorry on Quizlet I started making flashcards of like keywords that stood out to me so I'll like highlight them in my notes make them bold or something so then I can go and add them in to my flashcards later so I can review those bad boys I will also say on Quizlet you can often find someone that's already made a Quizlet for the class that you're in because law school classes are pretty standard your first year of the material you're learning and just in general the courses are standard like you can't really change what the law is so um especially if you're learning in the same state and it's like a class kind of more geared towards the state with like the case examples they use so um whether i was taking like my class at nyu or cardozo or um brooklyn law like the classes would be mainly the same so you can generally find a quizlet already made out there with the basics of kind of what your class is so that's also a tip I have I did that last semester too a bit near the end to help me learn some terms for um what class I use it for oh I think I used it a bit for torts because there was a lot of terminology in there that I just like couldn't remember 
what the actual definition of it was. So um, I used Quizlet for that and I found some great ones online. So I definitely recommend Quizlet. I recommend Outline Banks. Those are my big ones. Other thing I recommend, it's not always... Okay, so actually, I'm going to back up. I'm not going to say something I recommend. So I started off last semester trying to take notes before every class, um, handwritten. And I do believe that made me understand the readings in my head better before I got to class by handwriting it. But I've also found that it just takes so long to handwrite it that it's not, like, necessarily doable. So, um, because that's why I got my iPad. But instead, I use my iPad more now for taking notes on readings. So, like, we'll have lots of, like, PDFs and stuff that we're working with so I can highlight and draw and write notes right on there and my iPad's great for that I'll still do handwritten notes occasionally or like if I have typed notes but I'm using my iPad I might write in the notes too or like draw on them but um this semester I'm keeping like one big google doc of all my notes for a class and I'm finding that to be better because then everything's in one place whereas last semester I was flipping through different um documents and different notes on OneNote to find everything i do love OneNote though if you need to like highlight and write on pdfs and stuff you can upload them to there and um it's great for that but yeah so typing the notes is a bit faster and also i don't always take notes ahead of class anymore if it's a day that i know i'll be on call then i try to take notes ahead of the class um or if i have time to i will but i more just make sure I read it so I know the material going into it rather than rush through the reading to get to take notes on it so I focused more on um the reading of the material rather than the notes ahead of time and then while I'm in class when we get to that case I'll like jot down like the case name and then I'll write facts issue holding and then as we discuss it in class I'll fill it in and like as we're discussing and if somebody's like answering a question I'll like fill in my thoughts on it too um, and something that I've also found super helpful is color coding. So I take my notes that I do in class. I usually type or write if I'm writing those in blue and then notes or sorry, not in class before class and then notes that we do in class, I'll um, type or write those in red so I can differentiate between like what my thoughts were on the case and what I thought it was versus what like the professor said um, or what I just like learned that the case is about or like different random things that we learn in class so I think having that color coding is useful so I can see like my notes versus what the professor said that way if I'm like which one is it it's generally the one that's in red because that's what the professor said if they say contradictory things so that's a really good tip that I found to be useful for me so color code notes you take before class versus notes that you take in class from things your professor has told you and explained to you and then another good tip so I love color coding my highlighters. I need to buy more highlighters right now. But I'll like highlight um, just case facts in one color. And then I will highlight the like question of the case in one color and then mark in the margins if I'm writing in a book or on my iPad, like I said. Um, I'll mark in the margins like this is the holding, this is the um, issue, this is the descent. And then I'll like highlight those all in different colors. So the issue I'll highlight in yellow, we'll say. And then I usually do the case facts in like orange or pink. And then the holding I always do in purple and the descent I always do in green. How I came upon those colors, I don't know, but I stuck with it. And now I just always think holding is purple and descent is green. And then the, like what the case facts are, that can vary depending on which highlighter still has ink left in it. But I stay consistent with the holding and the descent. So those are easy to spot in the cases. Um, and if I don't have that color highlighter, I write it in the margin so I can see it easily. Um, so I'll write holding, descent. 
So taking notes in the book or on your reading on a PDF, whatever it is, taking notes like on the margins of that, like pointing out things can be super useful. So in class, you're not just looking at a big blurb and blob of like highlighting. You will see things stand out then. So when your professor's like, oh, do you remember this from the reading? You can kind of glance at what you've written in the margins and it'll be easier for you to find that thing. Or like if they're like, what was the holding in it? If you highlight it in purple, you can find that really easy if nothing else is purple. So that's my tip, color code and notes in the margins to help you in class, more so than taking notes in like a document ahead of time. Though if you have time to do both, that's obviously great, but it's okay if you don't always have time to do both because you'll have time to get those notes down in class about the important things involved in the case. And generally what your professor says in class is more so what you need to know on the test than what you might pull out of the book. So you might pull something out of the book that they don't care about. So that's also why having things color-coded by in-class versus out-of-class can be useful. Because sometimes something you pull out just isn't something you need to worry about learning, but something you might have not noticed, something your professor wants you to know. So um, those are my note-taking tips and outlining tips and all that fun jazz. Other law school tip? You don't need to dress super fancy every day. If you're going to like some event with some important speaker, try to dress on the nicer side. Also try not to dress like a bummed class. Like if you dress nicer, you might feel better. And like if you, you might be like interacting with your professors and stuff, you don't know who you're going to see. So don't dress like a bum. Like, I don't know how to explain that, but you know, don't dress like a bum. You can feel my vibe. But if you're wearing like a le- leggings and a sweater, like that's fine. That's basically what I wear every day, jeans and a sweater. Um, that's fine, that's dandy. Blazer and jeans, you know, whatever you're feeling. Nothing too fancy, just for normal days of class. Um, you can if you want, but you don't have to, is what I'm saying. I wear athleisure sometimes and just put, like, a cardigan over it. So I'll wear, like, a workout set with a cardigan. And it's cute and comfortable. And I still look like I put together, because I'm wearing, like, a matching set. Um, that's why I love matching sets. But yeah, so I think those are most of my law school tips for you and then just like a base a general thing about grades they don't define you if you get one bad grade that's okay if you get multiple bad grades that's okay too if you get a law degree you're still gonna find a job at some point it's not the end of the world or whatever degree you're getting like you still graduate and you still get a degree regardless of what your grades are and you will find something to do after you graduate So those are my tips for law school. It's okay if you don't get a grade you love. We can't all love our grades, and the curve is remorseless. Is that the word I'm looking for? It might be it. I'm not positive. So with the curve, like, just everybody can't get A's. So basically everybody in law school are those people that would, like, get A's. Um, Because we're all the smart people. We all had great GPAs. That's how we got into great law schools. Um, Or we got great LSATs. Like, we're all smart in some way that helped us get into law school. Um, and a lot of times, the people at the same law school as you, you have to think about it. If you got into the same law school, you probably have similar, like, grade stats and stuff. So you're competing against people that are, like, similar grade-wise to you. And really, only people that like to learn generally are people that go to law school. So everybody's putting in a lot of effort. And just because of the curve, not everybody can get A's. If you don't know how the the curve works, basically it's like a bell curve, so it's shaped like a bell, and it's like X amount of people that are at the top of the bell are going to get, or sorry, um, 
X amount of people at the top of the bell are the middle of the bell. That's the middle. So the top is the middle. And those people are all going to be getting like Bs, B pluses, B minuses in that like middle range. And then people to one side, which is not a lot, will be getting lower than that, like the Cs and the Ds. And then the people to the other side, which is not a lot, usually maybe 10% of the class, are getting like a minuses, A's, A pluses if your school gives them out. So you literally can't all get A's and it just has to get split in some way. So do not feel bad if you're somebody that always got A's. You don't get them anymore. I was somebody that always got A's and I can't get all A's anymore. Um, I mean, I could one semester, who knows, but like I know it's not a guarantee anymore that I'm going to get an A just because I worked really hard on it because you're being graded comparatively rather than just being graded on your work individually. So um, that's what I have to say about the curve. I'm not a fan of it. I do hope it goes away one day. It's not going to go away while I'm in law school. So I hope for any of you listening that want to go to law school in the future, don't have to deal with the curve. Maybe you'll find a law school that doesn't use it. I think there's a few out there. But so those are my law school updates and law school tips for you. So this semester we're trying to outline sooner. Um, We are doing flashcards again, making my own this time of words that I need to know. Um, might look into outline banks, but I, since I'm starting sooner, I'm trying to make my own outlines, and I'll probably look into outline banks later to compare. And I'm trying to meet up with my friends and study. Oh, and we're also making charts of the cases, so I think that's super useful. That can be a lot to do on your own, so maybe get with a study group or even just like a friend, like one friend that you have or a partner in a class, like someone that you know will put in the work too, and kind of work on that chart together of all the cases. Um, so we have a chart going for... Um, each of our classes, me and my study friends. So we've got one going for contracts, one going for property, one going for criminal law, and one going for constitutional law. And we're just filling in the cases as we learn them, the basic facts about them, the holdings, the issues, the important ruling or um, rule that we need to know from it. So I would say that's my last step. So charts, outlines early on, flashcards, if you're someone that Um, finds flashcards useful you can find them on Quizlet or make them on Quizlet or make paper ones if you want to write them out if you have the time Um, but do not work yourself too hard make sure you have like a nice balance so make sure you are giving yourself breaks you are working out in some way whether that's just walking for you yoga cardio gym some crazy hit class is that what they're called like H-I-I-T whatever your thing is do that take your breaks hang out with your pets give them lots of cuddles and take them on walks if they are walking pets my dog is looking at me right now she's like mom did you say walk later later walk okay on to the next segment so this is going to be about my thoughts on new york city after living here for about six months now which is about half a year i was home for quite a bit in january and december but like in general it's been like almost six months of living here so I do sound ill again I hear that in my voice I probably need to bring my nose again anyway I'm drinking tea so that's helping but I am getting sidetracked <laughs> so my thoughts on New York City so I do like that everything is close together like I can walk out my door and walk like three minutes one way and I get my favorite pizza place and my favorite pickle shop I walk um, two minutes the other way and I can go to CVS though our CVS is closing now and that's very sad now it's gonna be a seven minute walk to our closest CVS 
I'm, I can walk to Target in about 10 minutes. I can walk to the farmer's market um, on days when the farmer's market is open in like 7 to 10 minutes, school in about 15 minutes. So I like that everything is walkable because I'm not the biggest fan of um, driving. It stresses me out, especially in a city. And like the gas and stuff costs a lot of money. So I love that I can walk most places. I thought I was going to have to take a subway to go a lot of places, but it's really just when I'm like going somewhere specific because otherwise if I'm looking for like pizza or bagels or any type of food I can walk to food in any direction near me I can walk to a grocery store in multiple directions target in two different directions so um I love how walkable it is I'm less afraid of the subway than I was before I moved here I thought it was gonna be so scary but I'm actually very good at the subway um so yeah we've got the subway so that's not as hard as I thought and you don't even need a metro card, which I thought I was going to have to get a metro card and, like, fill it up and stuff. Um, and I almost got the unlimited metro card. I'm happy I didn't because I do not take the subway that often. It would have been such a waste of money. Even in the winter, like, it's only been super cold or, like, rainy or snowy a cu- or rainy a couple days where I'm like, I'm going to take the subway. It's freezing, like, to go to school. Otherwise, I walk to school every day. So I'll take the subway, like, a few times a week to go just, like, a few places generally. Sometimes I don't even take it in a week. So um, that's a tip I have for anybody moving to New York City. Maybe don't start with the unlimited Metro card. Just keep track of how often you use it first to see if you need it. Now, if you know you need it to go to work every day, then you can definitely get it. But otherwise, you probably don't need the unlimited card if you're not using it like to go somewhere that you go consistently, like to work or to school. So um, that's a really good tip that I have and that I learned because I almost did unlimited and I was like "Mm, no I should try without it first and I don't need it I've never maxed out like above what the um unlimited like what I would have paid for it I've never hit that much I feel like I've spent maybe like 50 to 70 max on like subway rides a month and the unlimited card I think is like 120 so it's saving me like 50 bucks a month at least not to have it most months more than that because I really don't take the subway all that often to hit $120 at all. Um, so that's a good, that's a nice tip I have for you. Yeah, in general, so I love the walkability of the city. I, I don't like walking in the cold though. So that's something I despise. So I know I said I don't like driving, but when it's cold out, I would rather drive. So I have to walk 15 minutes of school in the cold. And then my hands are so cold when I get there. Got all this winter gear, but I'm just so tiny and get so cold so easy. So I don't think I'll ever get used to that. And I'm not sure I'm built to live in the Northeast forever. Um, I keep saying that to my family. I'm like, maybe I'm built to live in a place like San Diego where it's like warmer all year because I'm such a baby with the cold. My feet get so cold and my hands get so cold. I did read somewhere that that might be an ADHD thing because actually like a lack of dopamine can like cause your extremities to be like more cold than other people. So I haven't researched a lot into it. So do not like facts well fact check me don't quote me on that is what I meant to say um but so yeah that's interesting though and I do wonder if it's true but so I get I get so cold so easy I always have so I'll wear like double pairs of gloves when it's cold out um but yeah so I've got my long coat and I'm doing okay with the cold but I don't love it and I really like it to be the spring now so I can enjoy spring in the city because I haven't done that yet and I'm really excited to see all the flowers blooming and stuff I had the fall and that was really pretty with all the leaves falling around Gramercy Park and everywhere. Um, I didn't go to Central Park in the fall, actually. I went in August. The leaves weren't falling yet. So next year, I want to make it to Central Park in the fall. 
I was just so busy starting school that I never made it over there. But um, so I'm excited for the spring though with all the flowers blooming everywhere. I think that's gonna be beautiful. Lots of fun photo ops, brunch outside like around the blooming trees. I'm very excited. My allergies won't be, but um, I will be. So that'll be fun. But I, so I, general thoughts on New York City. I can't give it a 10 out of 10 because I dislike the cold and it gets very cold here and you have to like walk everywhere unless you have the money to pay for a taxi or an Uber everywhere you go. And um, as a law student, I do not yet have that luxury. Um, so I am a cold, cold, cold person in the city. So for that reason, I cannot give it a 10 out of 10. I give walkability a 10 out of 10. I give food variety and options 10 out of 10. Activities you can do, both free and um, paid, 10 out of 10. There's so many of them. And um, I would also give, but I just can't give the weather a 10 out of 10. The weather here is like a 4 out of 10. It was like so hot in the summer, and then we had nice weather through the fall, and now it's like so cold in the winter and raining. You have to walk in it, so giving the weather like a three and a half out of ten not even a four out of ten so those are my general thoughts on the city i don't think i can live here forever but i can survive it for maybe five more years i don't know i just really want to be somewhere warm i'm just not a i'm not a cold fan so i feel like i'll end up somewhere warmer like where i settle down in my career at some point um not any time in the foreseeable future though um that I'll be settling down into my career and such but yeah so that's my thoughts on the city it's really fun really love it don't move in the winter though because it'll make you depressed you'll be like why am I here move at a time of year when the weather is nicer so you actually can enjoy it first and be like yes I love being here before you're depressed because it's freezing um I also don't love the rats and we have had a few roaches so I can't give the apartment life a 10 out of 10 either like it's tiny living so the amount of money I pay here in New York, I pay 400 more a month than I paid in San Diego for a place that was like three times the size. Um, and I'm talking about in a three bedroom, so I'm talking about my portion of the rent. So here I pay 1400 and there I paid 1000 and I had so much more space in my room. We had such a big living area. Kitchen was huge. We had an island with bar stools and we had a dining room table. It was beautiful. And we had a balcony and a washer and dryer. And here we don't have a washer and dryer. We don't have a balcony. And it's like a third of the size. So apartment living, I can also not give a 10 out of 10. I do miss my San Diego apartment. I would like my next apartment to have a balcony. Because um, balconies make me happy. And being happy is important. So that's my New York City thoughts after being here for six months. And then just some fun random life updates. So um, I got myself an Apple Watch. So that's really exciting for me. I thought it would be good for um, my ADHD brain since I can't keep track of anything because otherwise I'll like forget about messages because when I get it I like don't see it and then I just like never look at it so like I get them right on my phone now so on my watch so if it's important I have it I also lose my phone all the time so I got the watch that has cellular service so if I'm literally like too busy to find my phone and I need to run out the door like I can go without my phone because my watch is a phone so I can still call people I can still text people if there's an emergency I've got um, I'm able to contact anyone I need to. I don't need to be on Wi-Fi to use it. I don't need it near my phone to use it. So I got the one with cellular since I am a chronic phone loser. 
never anywhere like out on the okay i did drop it on my street once walking my dog but in general i lose it like in my home in my apartment in my bag or something in my car i don't have a car here but stuff like that so i got the one with cellular for that reason and i'm really excited i'm playing with different apps so if you guys have any suggestions for good apps to get that are like helpful for the apple watch for students or for people with adhd please let me know i got one right now that's the pomodoro method timer so when i'm studying if i'm like it's one of those days where i can't focus i can do that study 25 minutes give myself break five or however long i want my break to be so i got that and then i like being able to have timer right on my wrist so like I don't ignore a timer or um, some type of notification I get because my wrist will keep buzzing until I see it. And it's making me keep track also of working out. So it's making it more fun for me to work out. I'm like, mm, it's counting what I do. So I did yoga last night. I think I'm going to do yoga again when I hang up here because it's 940. So I could do a quick like 10 minute yoga before I go to bed. Um, but yes, those are my quick life updates. I got an Apple Watch. I am I just redownloaded Hinge so if you guys have any Hinge profile tips hit me up with those putting myself back on the market anyone wants to be my valentine let me know that's a joke but it is a prompt that I put on my Hinge because I thought it was a funny joke Um, (laughs) but anyway yeah so we've got that we've got that I did I did mention I feel like at some point that I started a new ADHD med I will say that it does work better than when I was on the Stratera. I'm on Concerta now, so um, I don't know if I need a higher dose, though, because it doesn't always work great, but I know if you don't, like, sleep enough and stuff, sometimes that can affect it, or if you don't drink enough water, I'm chronically dehydrated, so I'm trying to pay attention and drink more water. That's a reminder I need to add to my Apple Watch for, like, every hour, because I won't be able to ignore it, because it's going to, like, buzz my wrist. Um, So, yeah. So that's my update on the ADHD. It's going pretty good in law school. I use lots of timers to keep myself focused. Otherwise, I can get hyper-focused on things. So if I'm like, I really want to research this thing, like I want to look this up, like set a timer for 10 minutes and be like, you can look up like places to travel in Italy for 10 minutes and then you have to go back to this. I'll be like, I want a TikTok break. But I'll scroll TikTok forever if I'm just like, I want a TikTok break. So I'll set myself like a five-minute timer to have a TikTok break. Um, So things like that I found super, super helpful and would definitely recommend whether you have ADHD or sometimes you're just if you're just in a I can't focus mood you know um those are great tips that I love timers to keep yourself on task but give yourself breaks as well um so those are the tips I have for you about that and those are my updates on my life but yeah oh and I'm job searching right now so um I'll let you guys know how that goes I've got an interview tomorrow I'm talking with someone I know that works at a larger law firm. Um, He's not in New York. He's at a different location, but they have a New York location. Um, So I'm going to chat with him, I think, later this week or next week. So I'm a little busy this week. I'm recording an episode of the podcast with Callie for next week. So if you listen to this episode on Wednesday and you have anything that you want to ask Callie Wilson, let me know. I'm going to compile the most frequently asked questions from the question box that I put out. Um, I'm going to put another one out on Thursday. So if you missed the original one that I put out on Monday, don't worry, I'll put another one out. So we've got that. And then I've got an episode I'm recording with Lawyers Look Like. So you can look up their Instagram if you want. I'll put a question box when I have them on as well. 
but next week's episode will be with Kelly Wilson. I'm very excited to record that with her on Friday. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Um, but so if you guys have any questions for her, send those my way. DM me, email me, whatever you want, my personal, the podcast. Either one is fine with me. And I'm going to do a little segment for you like we always do. So we will start with um, how to be a better person segment. I actually did have one of these. I think I wrote it in the notes on my phone. Hang on. Um, so while that's loading, I'm actually going to do a um, fun thing to do in New York. Not while it's loading. While I look this up, I'm going to do a fun thing to do in New York tip. So, oh my God, I'm still sniffling. So this week, I'm going to tell you about... I'm so sniffling. Um a coffee place I like to go to that's right by my school so it's a chain it's Pret um they don't have them everywhere they're like we don't have them in New Hampshire but I think they're in all like big cities like Boston Philly New York all those fun things it originated in the UK and my mom told me today actually wait this can also be a good thing to do so it's both um so they have like it's kind of a between Panera and Starbucks I would say like they have fancy drinks and beverages like Starbucks but they also have food like Panera. A lot of it's like grab-and-go food. And then they've got pastries and stuff too. Um, but because the... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's between Panera and Starbucks. But so I'll go there for lunch all the time. And I was telling my family I wanted gift cards to there for my birthday. Because my birthday's in a month and one day. So... Or a month and two days. What's the, sorry, a month and two days. I thought today was the 8th. Oh, but when you guys listen, it's going to be exactly a month. It's going to be the 9th. Um, but so it turns out that Pret is involved in this program that gives all of their extra food at the end of the day to the homeless population, and I just thought that was amazing. So that's going to be my tip for you. If you have a Pret near you, and you're looking to get your daily coffee or daily pastry or something, hit up Pret, because they're supporting the homeless people. So support companies that give back to your communities, give back to good causes. Right, everybody? That is it for the episode for today. I hope you all have a lovely week. And yeah, happy week, happy night, good night, good morning, whenever you're listening. Bye.